Hello everyone and welcome to episode 75 of Uncovering the Corners of the World podcast. I'm your host, Karina Kasmala. Using research and my personal experiences where I actually set foot in some of these places, I'll be describing some of the unknown attractions in both the US and around the world, as well as share some of the hidden landmarks of some well-known attractions. Joining me on this week's two-part episode is a well-known guest on my show, Colin Sugg. You may be familiar with his podcast, History from the Back Pages, where he researches historical figures and events that may have been overlooked in your typical history class. Or you may be familiar with his sports podcast that he co-hosts with his friend, The Bull and Hawk Sports Show where they discuss recent sports games as well as interview student-athletes from various sports. He also started a new podcast, Chicago Soccer Talk with Colin, where he shares his knowledge and commentary about the Chicago Fire FC and Chicago Red Stars. Colin previously joined me on Uncovering the Corners of the World podcast to talk about his thrilling ziplining vacation up north in Delavan, Wisconsin, and his trip to the Rolling Stones concert in Pennsylvania. Earlier this month, he took his first ever cruise trip to Alaska and shared some of his experiences, starting with his flight to Seattle, Washington. How was your trip, Colin, to Alaska? It was fun. I had a great time in Alaska on my first cruise. And also, I want to say thank you for having me on the podcast, too. That's really good. Enjoy it. Of course, Colin. Always a welcome guest on my podcast. What was the inspiration behind going to Alaska? Well, one of the inspirations was my mom and I wanted to go on a cruise. We've been doing a lot of research on cruises for the past months or so, since like October around there. And my dad wanted to see Alaska, so we came to a family decision compromise to go to Alaska via a cruise. And fun fact, it was actually really hot during our trip, so it was not cold at all. What do you dress, like what do you pack for that kind of trip? Uh, It's difficult, because a lot of the cruise videos and bloggers and vloggers I watched regularly, when they went on their Alaska cruises, they said it's best to wear layers. So like a medium fleece type of jacket with long sleeve shirts, pants, but... During this trip, when we went in early July, it was actually hot. For example, in Skagway, one of the towns I'll talk about later we were in, it was 80 degrees. And the locals we talked to said that it's unheard of. They had never seen it that hot during that part of the year in July. And 80 in Alaska is burning. It feels so hot, really bad. Different than 80 degrees in Illinois? Mm, I think it'd be worse in Illinois, but it just felt weird, especially at the sun, like, right on you. Your trip didn't start on the cruise ship. It started in Washington. So how about you just walk me through the entire vacation you took? Sure, we have to. So we took a flight from Midway Airport, Chicago. We got to Seattle. We wanted to be there one day in advance in case there was any issues or problems, so we just went to Seattle and stayed at a hotel near near the port, so it was easy to access. And Seattle was fun. We saw a lot of the sites, like, for example, the Space Needle and 
some museums. They have a pop culture museum, and they, a lot of it's involved, like, for example, Nirvana, the band, because they had their roots there, and Pearl Jam, the band, and some of the other uh, people, well-known, like, artists. And they had a cool exhibit I enjoyed, where it was having to do with a lot of guitars. So, like, a lot of the guitars they had on display, like, Buddy Holly's guitar, and Jimi Hendrix's guitar, Hank Williams' car, like, different ones that were on display, which was cool. And they also really cool exhibit there, too. They had a horror exhibit, sci-fi exhibit, and fantasy exhibit all there in the museum. So they had a lot of, like, like Freddy Krueger's mask and zombie-related stuff, like, from The Walking Dead. That was cool. And then the sci-fi was cool. They had Star Wars memorabilia and Star Trek and Aliens, a lot of that stuff that I really enjoyed. And then fantasy was cool. They had gamer phones-related things. Uh, Lord of the Rings, stuff like that. Is the Space Needle kind of what you expected to see, or did it exceed your expectations? Oh, I was happy to see it, because the day before we had saw it, we took pictures outside, but we didn't know if we had enough time to actually go up in the Space Needle, but we did it the next day. I enjoyed getting to go all the way top of the Space Needle, because they have uh, the top of the Space Needle, and then have this rotating like balcony, so to speak, on the next floor down, so it rotates. It was moving floor, which is cool. And we also went to, we went to another, like, Chihuly. Do you know Chihuly, the artist? I don't. Uh, he's well known for his, like, stained glass. Okay. Like, he has so many stained glass-related um, objects. So, like, there's a whole museum that is completely him. So we got to see that. And they have this cool garden that's full of his stained glass like different creatures and stuff which was cool so like 3d creatures or is it just yeah like that oh oh that's pretty cool because i recommend going to the seattle center which is where mostly all the cool stuff to see for example space needle pop culture museum truly museum and then like the arena where you can see the seattle kraken hockey team and seattle storm women's basketball team are both located there is this all close by? Relative? Yeah, it's like blocks related. It's close to the hotel. So it's like a 10 minute walk from the hotel. They had a lot of stuff going on because the MLB All-Star game was coming up right away. So a lot of stuff was getting ready for that. So you spent a day in Seattle and then, then what happened? The next day, I guess. We had that and then the next day, later, like in the afternoon, we did the embarkation day which is this lingo basically for going through, um, checking their passport, getting onto the ship, so the carnival spirit. And then once that happened, you have to do your muster station drill, which is basically they show you what to do in case of emergency or uh, where to go in case of emergency. Like, for example, you're muster station C, so you would go to this part of the ship. And that kind of important stuff you have to do. Oh, wow. It's mandatory, and then once you finish that, our room time was later, so the room wasn't open until later in the day, so we had to just kind of explore. We went out on the Lido deck and lounged on the like pool area and stuff until it was time for our room to open. The only thing I'd recommend is if you have your suitcases on you, because you can either have your suitcases with you, or can have them 
brought to your room directly, so you, they'd be in your room and ready to go once your room was open, but we just had them with us. So it's kind of difficult to have to lug them around the whole ship waiting for your room to be open. But, but then after that, we set sail at 4 p.m., so the Carnival Spirit left Seattle at 4. And the rest of the day was just at sea activities. So you could go to dinner. I think we went to the buffet the first night. But they have different cuisine, like, on the ship you can do that are available. So, for example... There's, um, you know, Guy Ferrari, the... Yeah. He has a restaurant affiliated with the Carnival um, Corporation called Guy's um, Burgers. So you can go to the burger place on Leo Deck, which is Knife Deck. And it's not available for dinner, but available for lunch. And there's different types of burgers you can get, and that was cool. So I think we did the buffet that night, and then we kind of just took it easy and relaxed that was it how do you relax because I've never been on a cruise ship and I don't really know what do you do for fun or for relaxation so on this ship the Carnival Spirit they have different types of entertainment so for example if you want to go to the casino that's an option Uh, they have the arcade and then on each of the different cruise days, they have different activities. So, for example, just the classic show you want to see or the classic dance performance. Punchliner's Comedy Club is one of my favorites. That's the comedians that they have on board. There's different activities for each day. So how many days were you at sea? Uh, we had, so the first day, once we left, I was at sea, like the rest of it. And then the mm-hmm. second day was completely at sea. I want to say there was like one more. I think that was it. Yeah, so then the next day, we actually got to a location. So we got to um, Tracy Arm Fjord. So you get to see uh, the fjords, glaciers, the ice, and the water. So you get to see the glaciers and the water. So when we were going there, we got to see, uh, I saw an orca, just the tail, though. So I only got to see a tail. I didn't see the whole, like, orca jump up in there. I saw a tail and took a picture, which, that was fun. How impressive are the glaciers? Uh, so, some people might argue that the Tristan Ford is not sexy. Some people might go to, like, the Glacier National Park, which that's, like, supposed to be legendary. We saw the Tristan Ford. I enjoyed it. I've seen the glaciers, but I didn't find it, like, amazing. Like, oh, boy, was that fun. Like, I enjoyed seeing it, but I don't think I needed to, like, spend the whole entire day there. Some people took, like, this extra excursion. It was, like, $200 where you could go right up to, like, Tristan Ford glaciers, like, way up there. Like, they would get in a little boat, and then it would take you, like, all the way there. We just saw it from, like, the balcony in our room, and then balcony, like, up on the higher levels, higher decks. Then the next day, we got to the first town, like, first on land in Alaska. Skagway definitely has, like, a dark, mysterious past. The town before the gold rush in Alaska in the 1890s, like, 1897, 1898, was just a tent village. So there's a little bit of tents just in the Skagway area. Once the gold rush hit in Alaska, it got big. Well, big, like a couple thousand people. But all the people who are the miners, people looking for gold, all moved in. So then they started getting buildings built in Skagway. So um, they had different activities you could do. And especially if you're going like in cruises and places that the main source of income is tourists, 
Yeah. You're going to run into a lot of jewelry stores. Mm-hmm. So, so like on the main street, there's maybe like six jewelry stores all right there. And they give you like options of like, which jewelry store do you want to go? And we didn't go to any of the jewelry stores because I didn't need any like jewels. And I think we went to a rock store, which was fun. Yeah, they have the main street area and some different landmarks. For example, the Red Onion Saloon. That was from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And it's still there. We enjoyed going there. And I'll tell you about the activity that was related to that later. The main activities we did, first we did the train ride, which is, that was awesome. That was super fun. Train ride, it's old-fashioned train ride, old-fashioned train. You hop on in the train, it takes you through the pass, and you get to be in the mountains and see all the waterfalls and hills and different mountains and forests from the train. So that's really fun. And then you could also go to Canada if you take like the one that's through the Yukon Pass, but we didn't do that. Look, we were in Canada, but you can go all the way to the Yukon Pass at the end of the line, but that one's more harder and more expensive because you have to pass customs and have your passport because you're going into Canada. Oh, so you never actually set foot in Canada, correct? Uh, yeah, I guess that's true because we were in the train, so we were in Canada, but we didn't do anything that involved customs or passport. Thank you, Colin, for sharing your Alaskan adventure with me, and thank you to everyone who tuned into this week's episode. Although, this is not the end of his adventures in Alaska, so be sure to listen to episode 76. Also, be sure to check out his podcasts, Chicago Soccer Talk with Colin, which is exclusively on YouTube, and History from the Back Pages and the Bull and Hawks Sports Show, which is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you find your podcasts.